How you feeling? How you doing? Um, Ungapo, I guess. Uh, <laughs> hope everybody's doing well on today. We are back at you with another episode of It's Not Kidding. I am one, one of two, Chase, big Chase Bank and Chill Service. Um, we got some additional things I want to add to my name, but I'll do that in these months upcoming. Uh, inside joke, people. Inside joke. And I have my coworker, uh, as I mentioned. My co-worker. My co-worker. Jesus, I didn't think we were making this a business yet. Jesus. <laughs> this is a business, sir. Yeah, right. And you are the other half of a whole. The whole of a half. Ryan. He's not lying. I got nothing today. I'm sorry. I'm kind of flat. How you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to just drop in when you said there's other things going to be uh, added to your name. I wanted to drop big penis. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> just to get you to break character but hey man i'm doing a lot better than you'd be doing today <laughs> and that that so if you're not aware i like the entendre then let's talk about the sheer fact that his bears suck um so he's suffering from that yeah um, bear depression bear depression is is it i think it just should be called the bears <laughs> no more depression to it just bears well, I'm, I'm feeling bearish today <laughs> necessities ryan the simple bare necessities of why can't we just beat green bay you know, i don't care about any other team we can lose everybody else but can we just beat them once i mean you you guys lost to a quarterback that couldn't keep his footing in the falcons game this week <laughs> that's valid but he still threw three touchdowns so i yeah but no one wanted to validate the sheer fact that you might have a concussion of what yeah i mean I get it. It's pretty bad that we used to say this about the, the the Browns, but now it's the Bears. The Bears. Wait, not the Browns? No, they lost too. But you don't know. They took an even bigger loss with prayers up for uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah. That was a very, very gruesome injury to to watch, see pictures of, to hear about. Yeah, we, 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 we want to protect all good kneecaps and knees and ACLs, PCLs, MCLs. Tell us, am I missing anything? Just protect the legs, bro. Protect your legs. Protect yeah. your legs. Protect yourself. That's for certain. Yeah. So, prayers up for him. He already had a prior knee injury in college around on that same knee. So, he, he's been an Iron Man since he got to the league, but hate to see this. Did he get paid already? I know you, I knew you were going to bring that up. I started already typing. Did, did Chubb get paid yet? Um, let me take a quick look. <sighs> he signed a um, three-year deal worth th- thirty-six mil with a twenty twenty uh, twenty mil signing bonus. Okay, well he got some twelve mil signing bonus, twenty guaranteed, and an average annual salary of twelve point two million dollars. Oh well, he got his money. Okay, I mean, yeah. not, not that it's good that he got hurt. You know, I'm definitely not saying that, but. He got paid. Happy about that. Yeah, in Chub- in twenty twenty three, Chubbs will earn a base salary of ten thousand eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Ten thousand? I'm sorry, ten mil. Um, oh. like carrying a cap hit of fourteen mil. Yeah, interesting. Let's see when he signed this. Um, he had to sign it. There's no way. I don't remember a rookie hitting that type of deal, but. He made 912 the first year, 1.2. Yeah, he must have signed, must have re-signed in 2022 because 2023 he went from, 2022 he was making base at 1.2 and then he went to a base of 10 mil. There's no way that's a rookie deal that I can think of. Absolutely not. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well. Godspeed. Hope you recover well. 
It looks like it's going to be the years of the legs, sir. We have uh, Barkley out for three weeks. Chubb's probably out for the season. We have Aaron Rodgers with a karma hit that uh, took him out for the season. Dude, that was the biggest hit of irony I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) You are a jerk. (laughs) Let's start. (laughs) But, no, it was like. It was like a huge buildup. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is here. The Jets are going to make it to the Super Bowl. They're going to win. Three plays. <laughs> Dude, all right, that is so fucked up, man. And a whole, like, an Achilles of all things. Like, it couldn't have been a high ankle sprain. It could have been a calf injury. No, you tear your whole Achilles. Yeah, it is funny because uh, there was a reporter who was on NFL. Uh, NFL Network. Um, he said he went to the game and he was leaving right after the injury so he can get home, get to bed because he has to get up early in the morning. And uh, people were walking in chanting Aaron Rodgers' name without even knowing what already happened. So you had whole families just making it to the game just with Aaron Rodgers jerseys on <laughs> and had no clue what happened to him. Man. That, that is rough. It is. I, I applaud him for even wanting to fight back to come back from that injury because yeah. I, it's been how many? Because I know Steve Smith Sr. had that injury and still came back and was very productive. Kevin Durant is another player that, well, it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Bleeping Durant, actually, is how most people say it. And I, it looks like Aaron Rodgers would be the latest. I hate to see stuff like that happen, though. I mean, oh, yeah. Kobe, Kobe, Mamba, Black Mamba. Sorry. Uh, the same reporter also made a comment because he hurt his Achilles a couple years back. And he was talking to a doctor that specializes in this stuff when he had to get surgery on his. And he says, I make my, this whole building that you're in is paid by people over 40 busting their Achilles. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is 40 coming up this year. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Man, could, can you imagine... Being a Jets fan, just on the cusp, right? Like, you, you are on the cusp of greatness. You're there. You're, You're literally there. there, right? You have a stellar defense. You have weapons at wide receiver. You have a running core. You have an offensive line that is good. Your quarterback, you paid all of his money for it and traded for it. It all goes <laughs> up in smoke. Place. All goes <laughs> up in smoke. Like, poof, gone. Like, that quick. And... You know, I hate to keep saying this, but NFL really does stand for not for long. Yeah, it really does. Jeez, man, it is. I mean, and, I'm, and you know what the worst part is? <laughs> <laughs> they have to go back to the old quarterback that they benched that they made a lot of public ridicule too to say, hey. Come back in. We were just playing. Save our season. Come on. <laughs> well, I, think, I, love, I love the commentary on like the next day saying, well, they wanted him to be the second under Aaron Rodgers so he can learn from Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> How much do you think he learned in a few months? Yeah. I, I, I mean, he won the game. I mean, they went on and won the first game. That Thanks second game was abysmal, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, something's about those Cowboys that we're going to have to probably talk about soon. But... Well. Not there yet. I'm not, I don't. We all know they're gonna fuck it up. So at some point, yeah. I feel um, terrible because my brother-in-law, he's like a huge Cowboys fan, and today is his birthday. So happy brother, happy birthday, bro-in-law. Love you, man. Cowboys suck. Sorry, just, just, <laughs> it's a reflex. It's a reflex. Sorry. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Cowboys he got a stuff of pigs jersey on today, so I want to know how long that lasts. <laughs> well, it usually lasts about the wild card, right? And then all shit goes downhill from there. Oh, wait. Sorry. Trayvon. Trayvon. That's a little brother. My apologies. Yeah. Cowboy stuff. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a guy that uh, I, I usually say hi to on my walks around here, and he hung out a cowboy flag this week. I'm like, I'm not talking to him anymore. I don't like him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that is very stereotypical. Listen. The Giants fans only dislike two teams typically, and I'm probably misquoting this. Everyone thinks, oh, it's the Eagles and Cowboys. No, we, we can't stand the Cowboys. My uncle is a Cowboys fan, and we go tit for tat every time they're playing. But 
The other team, in our opinion, is probably the Patriots because they talk a big smack and then we go and whoop their ass. Um, so, I mean, I I was happy to see the Eagles in the, in, in the Super Bowl. Why? Because, let's face it, there's a good part of New Jerseyans that will go and see the Eagles game because it's right across the river. So when you live right there, you're going to be an Eagles fan. Isn't it really that close? Yeah, man. Like if you'd only like maybe 10, 20 minutes into into Pennsylvania from um crossing the Delaware. Are you serious? Yeah, man. I used to my dad was, my dad followed Lenny Dykstra through the nineties, um, playing baseball and he left one uh, left the Mets and went to the Phillies and we became Philly fans because my dad only liked Lenny Dykstra at the time and he would he would chug us all the way down to Philadelphia for a game. So I mean, there's a there's a section of New Jersey that's going to be Eagles fans that's closer to Philadelphia. I mean, if you go down to the shores of New Jersey, you're not going to see New York Giants or Jets flags unless it's a person that migrated down. You're seeing Philly stuff down there, man. Dude, I never knew that. Yeah, I mean, most most New Jerseyans will tell you that they're not the New York teams that are uh, are playing in New Jersey. They're New Jersey teams. If they're playing in our state, they should be called the New Jersey Giants and the New Jersey Jets. Because they, they, we're getting the, like to have that name New York, but at the same time being played thirty minutes inside New Jersey doesn't make you <laughs> make you uh, a New York team. So truthfully, the only New York football team is the Bills. I will die on this sword. I'm sorry because I am a New York Giants fan, and I lived in New Jersey for majority of my life. And I believe that the, every team that plays in New Jersey should have that banner of New Jersey. Huh. Wow, would you look at that? For all of our listeners, I literally just looked up the, the distance between Philadelphia and New Jersey. Yeah. Huh. It's not far, bro. It's really not. It's really not far. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I would go down to Wildwood, New Jersey for vacation, and I, I would see more, Phil, uh, more Pennsylvania plates than I would see New Jersey plates. So that's curious not far at all. Okay. Fun fact while we're talking non sports for a second, if as you're looking at a map, but if you actually there's actually a ferry that takes you from New Jersey to Delaware through the rest of the Delaware River that you can apparently drive on. And, and this is where it gets a, a fun fact story. Uh, I, every year on my birthday, if you guys are not aware of this, my birthday is in September. And I would go down to Wildwood when my early 20s to celebrate my birthday with my friends. And every year there would be a hurricane coming around that time in New Jersey. So we would party through beginning parts of the, the hurricane. Well, there was a bike. There's also a bikers weekend on my birthday in Wildwood, New Jersey. And the bikers one day um, drove down to the, uh, took the ferry over. And literally forced the, the ferry driver to take them back sooner than what was scheduled because they were trying to outrun the storm back to Wildwood so they can bunker into the hotel room for the night because the storm was going to get wild. So, yeah, it's, the, the, commute, the commute through is ridiculous that you can hit Delaware relatively quick, you can hit Pennsylvania and New York relatively quick from New Jersey. Bro, I really feel so slow. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not far in, bro. It's like right there. Yeah. If you ever if you ever watch the skylight shots of um like when they're showing Philadelphia on like NFL football on Sunday nights, yeah. You can actually see the Delaware River when they, depending on how they pan. This is really throwing me off because I, I just expanded the map and I kept looking and I feel like we're in a geography class now, but Baltimore isn't that far away from Philly. And yeah. then Washington is like literally a hop skipping away from Baltimore. Where, where it gets where it gets wider is once you get past that Virginia mark, then it, there's distance in between big cities at that point. Right. So yeah, I mean, you can like you can drive from Philadelphia to New York City in under about two hours, two and a half hours. Wow. You know, if you drove for two and a half hours in Illinois, you know where you'll go? Nowhere. <laughs> 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 kind of same down here in Georgia, brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right about that one. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. If you if you get on 75 South from where I'm located and drive two and a half hours, you're probably just barely touching Atlanta with the fucking traffic. <laughs> <laughs> For the people that are wondering, I'm literally about 30 minutes outside Atlanta, but it will take the traffic's worse here than anywhere else. I, I don't care where you're from; it's the truth. Um, also, our highway for some reason 75 
north and south is actually really going west and east at certain points, and yet it's so cold north and south. Throws me the fuck off. It, it's okay. I feel like everybody has that one expressway in their city where it says like north and you're actually going west. So <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. There's a there's a small like Route 92 down here, and uh, I think it's called uh, Highway 92 or something like that. It's a small mm-hmm. like two lane road with traffic lights. At one point, it hits 41 and it disappears, and you have to go like three blocks over to find it again. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's uh, George is weird, man. George is weird, um, with the roads, I'll tell you that. Okay, well, yeah. and here we have that. Well, listeners, yeah. feel free to pull up a map because I can tell you this is some stuff I've never done before. Yeah, I mean, that was let's face it, I uh, there, there's certain things that I missed from New Jersey. One of them was the roads because everything was easy to get to. Um, and jug handles. I, I will say I miss fucking jug handles at this point with the way people drive down here. Um, and we know how you feel about uh, drivers and, and drive throughs so I understand. Fuck, dude. I, there was a guy the other day, too. He um, he pulled through the drive-thru. Um, he placed his massive order, bro. It's at Culliver's. My favorite place to eat is Culliver's, people. Um, places this massive order and we're just sitting there and we're just, just at the first when we pulled up it was just us there for maybe two minutes and then we had this massive line before behind us because he's ordering all right um he goes around to the window gets his number gets everything and then he pulls around and he gets his food relatively quick they're moving relatively quick i was impressed right but pulls up to the stop sign and waits. Why? Because the food that he ordered for was the family that he sent inside to go to the bathroom. Put your fucking car in a parking spot and go inside. Because what did he do? He pulled over to a parking spot and ate in the parking spot. Okay. All right. Well, that's pretty valid. <laughs> I mean, they had outside tables, bro. Go sit out of the outside tables. Why are you... Wasting drive-through time. And I know we talk about this every time, but still have yet to have Culver's in my life. Is it really that good? Bro, Culver's is a dream that I dream about every night. If I left my wife, I would leave her for a crispy chicken sandwich. From wow, that's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken sandwich only stay alone for probably about 15 minutes max. Not even, man. I'll probably finish that fucking thing real quick. <laughs> it's got two minutes of lifetime. That's pretty much all it's got. Two minutes of lifetime. <laughs> oh no, Culvers is the shit, dude. When when the next time you come down here, I'll take you to one of the Culvers that are down here. So I know that you get it get it right. You can either get a burger or a chicken sandwich or a fish sandwich, tenders, mashed potatoes or French fries. Cheese curds, which are mini uh, cheddar uh, mozzarella sticks, little bites. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that. They have custard, which I'm a huge fan of custard. Um, so yeah, man, life, life is golden with uh, Culvers. That's for certain. And I just got hungry again. Thank you, sir. Every time you and I talk, every time it's, it's without fail. It really- um, Hey, Chase, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having lunch. What are you eating? Son of a bitch. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) It is guaranteed going to happen. Guaranteed. (laughs) Guaranteed. Um, But back to uh, where we were originally discussing football. So after week two, I think there's a lot of people out there frustrated over the sheer fact that um, things are just not going well for certain teams. Um, (laughs) We won't talk about your bears, I promise. Um, for wrestling fans, Fightful Select did confirm the other day that Seth Rollins does hate uh, does hate football. If you don't know what that means, that's another Chicago Bear fan who literally cannot stand the Bears right now. <laughs> I want to go back and listen to our prediction show and see how high up we were on your Bears. And then that one comment at the very end where you said, yeah, but it's the Bears are going to mess it up anyway. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's just, you know... <laughs> It's you know what, I it's, it's it's like this analogy, right? So you have this 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 super duper duper pretty amazing girlfriend, right? If we weren't married, hypothetically speaking, mm-hmm. and 
Like, dude, she 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 checks off all the boxes. Okay. She can cook. She can clean. Okay. Does her own hair, so she doesn't waste money on that. <laughs> and any single woman that's out here listening, you want to know how you keep you a man? Figure out a way to save money. We love Facts. women that save money. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and she does everything right. She's like, the in-laws aren't crazy, but she has this one huge problem that she just cannot figure out how to address it. Her breath stinks. And it's the breath that like burns off your eyebrows. It's the breath that you could see that it stinks. Like you don't even have to like get close to it. You could just see it. You it's just, it's it's like a fog that comes with it. You can just see it. And no matter what happens, no matter what she tries to revamp with her dentistry, it always stinks. I thought you could no matter how appealing, Ryan. I thought you were going to say she falls and breaks bones every week or something like that. I didn't think the breath for a second. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. I know what your analogy is. Your analogy is really, I wouldn't say spot on, but close enough to, uh, I mean, I would have went with, she does all these things. She cooks really well, but she happens to burn the food every time. That's doable. Because you want to know why there's effort. But you want to know why her breath stinks? Because there's no effort because it stinks. Well, you're, you're saying in your analogy that she's going into dentistry and getting all these things figured out and she can't get it done. She puts some effort into it. Not enough. I mean, the proper analogy would have been she burns the food because she walks away and forgets about it. No, no. You wish you could walk away and forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I get where you're going with this. And sometimes you just want to let go. Oh, look at you putting the segue in there so I didn't have to. So, Chase, what are we talking about today? (laughs) (laughs) Times. Maybe you have to let go of a certain situation. Maybe it's time for you to let go of a certain friend. All in all, it's just time to let go. (laughs) (laughs) It came to a head where I think I don't I lost track of how many times I caught Ryan today being excessively frustrated and doing a lot of cussing. So let me tell you something, people. I like to speak in a form of eloquence. Dialect. I'm really big on that. So when I get to a point where I'm excessively frustrated, not cuss a lot, that means I'm really, really pissed. It's the only time I ever hear hear uh, Chase actually so some ghetto. <laughs> it's quite entertaining. I would just love for him to drop one of his big words when he's ghetto, just to just to throw me the fuck off. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I, I don't use the term ghetto because I, I don't know. I'm a little, a little higher above that, but you no, know, you're, like, yeah, you are. Thank you. I mean, you your one of your pictures is you in a bow tie. You're definitely higher than that. But when you're really frustrated. I'm going to say this because you, you'll get where I'm going with this. I know this is going to sound absolutely ra- racist, but you show you the color of your skin, and I love every second of it. Hey, dude, I, I think it's because, like, <laughs> some people might see that my name is Chase with two A's and shit, and they may think that, oh, no, he's probably just, like, a pushover or some shit, but no, 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 no. Sometimes I, I feel where you're going with this. Like, sometimes I just got to let my black side show. Yep. Yeah, and I'm perfectly fine with that, man. I think it's Listen, frustration is frustrating, right? Like I, I got some, I got some things that were said to me a few weeks ago, saying that my frustration was showing too much, and I had to self-reflect, right? I had, to, I had to go do some thinking. I had to complex, and I remember, I think I had some conversation with you when I was doing this complexion of looking in the mirror, right, and, and seeing what. Why am I always this frustrated with certain things? And, and the one thing my wife said to me in the midst of this is goes, you just need to learn how to let things roll off your shoulders. And that is something I think I don't think I've ever done in my life. I don't think I had that ability. And I think it's because I don't want to say like, it's an interview, but I care too much. But I think I, when I apply myself into something, I just show too much care. Like, I, I want it to be successful. I want it to work correctly. I want it to do everything I expect it to do. I want all parties to do exactly what's exactly expected of them. And I want an even flow machine. And then 
one of one of our compadres. He's doing some some work on himself as well. And his uh, his therapist said that you have to learn that people make decisions, and it's not how you react, but the decision that you're going to do after that. So, example: if someone does something, let's say someone decided to come up to you and literally smack you in the face. What is your next decision? Instead of getting upset about it, go, okay, whatever. You can either walk away or hit them back. That's your decision, right? Mm -hmm. In the world of corporate work, when someone makes a decision that they they pretty much say, hey, I know we didn't talk to you for about four to five weeks. And yeah, we decided to take our product live next week. And you personally have to get work done. Your decision be like, well, let me tell you how this is going to be. Uh, this is how much I can get uh, allocate this time to for this and this and this. Can't make that guarantee that's going to happen. I'm not going to stress myself anymore because you made a decision. Now I have to make a decision that fits into my scope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been trying to put these pieces together. And I know I've been since I since I came back from vacation. I've been telling you, man, just don't let this place get to you. Don't let this place get to you. Don't don't let the frustrations of people get to you because all it's doing is tiring us out right it's burning us out and, and i've done a lot of research and uh, on my time away to think about how to perceive this right how to take this in and yeah i still get frustrated there is a single person right now in my life that is frustrating me continuously but i i'm using it as an, an apparent ability to let things go um because truthfully at the end of the day, I've always said this, and I've said this on the show multiple times, one of the things that you can control is in the four, the, the confines of the four worlds around you at all times, right? Um, you can barely control that, especially if you're a father with kids and a wife. You can barely control it. Oh, um, wait. Yeah. Last thing. We, we were on an airplane on our flight back from Dominican Republic, and... The pilot said, I'm going to try to get you guys back as fast as I can, but there are only a few things I'm in control of, and two of those is not the weather, and it's not my wife. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, using that for the rest of my life. That, that, that is a smart man right there. Um, but yeah, it, the, the, the art of letting things go is, I think, something new to a whole generation of people that just care too much and i wanted to ask you this thinking about my the way my grandfather worked and the way my father worked my father would just my father would my father wanted to retire never made it there uh, before he passed but he would work around the clock he had a pager that if something goes wrong he had to sign in he never showed the frustration of like giving up time with the tv or his family or something because he had a sign in work he just went and did it my grandfather put in oil tanks for a living. The man got hit by a wrecking ball three weeks out from his wedding. Got hit by a wrecking ball, fucked up his leg, walked down the aisle on crutches. Uh, different generation, brother. Different generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we ain't built like that anymore. He worked up until his, his retirement. And the man never freaking complained about his job. Like, like never, never showed frustration, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Why does it affect us so fucking much? <laughs> you know, that's a really great question because you said that, and I got to thinking up and about the times I've never heard my dad complain. Like, it, it, it that, that really resonated. I'm like, you're right. I never heard him complain unless it was one of those things, maybe. They had their specific outlets of who they complained to, and it was never something that they wanted their children to see, if that makes sense. I'm going to give you an alternative look at this. Just hit me right now. Mostly because there's or there was a thing on Reddit the other day, and my mom has said things to me. Back in the 70s, 80s, when they were prime working, right? They can go into the boss and say, hey, I want a raise or I'm walking. And most likely they're going to get that raise. Now we have to wait like yearly for our raises. We don't ask for a raise anymore. We have to fight for get promotions. And we're very worrisome because we've been through a recession. 
almost twice. We hear about layoffs continuously that what's more important, making sure we do everything correctly so we look valuable, so we don't lose our jobs. So do we care more because the sheer fact that we have to make more money than what our parents literally had to do to take care of our families? Good question, right? It is, and it kind of puts a lot of things into perspective, especially considering, and you, you I, 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 it just really stuck to me what you said of like taking care of our families. Mm -hmm. like, regardless of where we are in life you we, we are always going to have to deal with some bs and at the end of the day it's all about the family take care of your family so putting that in a prime perspective and dude i just feel like maybe i don't want to say things were potentially slightly easier back then in the 90s but yeah i don't think you have to deal with a lot that you got to deal with right now in today's world I mean, there, there's a f interesting fact out there that we have seen two wars start. We've been through a recession. We've been through two pandemics. What was Y2K? Uh, 2000. <laughs> um, and then... Monkeypox. Yeah, we, we've had two Ebola. pandemics. And something. We have seen more, more trauma than the generations before us. And we're talking about generations that potentially perceived and saw or participated in World War II, where there was mass genocide. Cold War. Yeah. I, we have seen more shit. Like, I, Gulf War. Me, personally, I was born in 86. Gulf War. The war in Iraq. The war in Afghanistan. And now we're seeing this fight in the Ukraine. That's still going on, by the way. Yeah. So... That's four on my hand of people holding guns, killing other people. Oh, and yeah, then we also have the war on guns here where people are killing kids in school. Yeah, that too. So we, we've we seen more trauma now than they have, but... And you know what else? What? For anybody that does not know, I just found this out. That Patriots-Dolphins game, do you know that there was actually a parent there that got beat to death? Yeah, I just saw that someone died in the Patriots game. It was in Foxborough, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Got beat to death. And you know what everybody around him did? Nothing? No, they pulled out their phone and recorded, then did nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the equivalent of nothing in this day and age. I'm going to record this for evidence instead of stopping it. Like, I, you I hear how that sounds. Yeah. So, evidently, the man was a father of two and a husband and, and y'all, you all just sat there and watched this man die. Yeah, isn't that a crime in some fashion? Aren't you like a witness to a accomplice? Yeah, you're a accomplice uh, in, a, in a way, right? At, at some point, you have to be because those people should be charged for this man. Like, you didn't think to break up the fight, like is it, I, me personally, dude. It's like okay, if if there's a fight in front of me and it's like one of the ones that's been brewing, like you guys were going back and forth. Go mm -hmm. at it. Go ahead. Yeah. The, with the second one person falls to the ground, I, hey, big dog, you won. Yep. You got. You don't need to get, no, 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 you good. You good. You won. You a certain age of dominance, da, 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 whatever. Maybe that's just the way I'm wired, the way I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking at things. You won. What more do you want? <laughs> right. Because, you know, you're going to go ahead and take this man's life for what? Right. Over a simple disagreement? Because you said ketchup is better and you decided it was mustard? Like, come on, bro. You know, you know what's really funny? It, it, it's come down to this point where we, our sensibility is just not there anymore. Like, you you pick a fight, you win the fight. Well, let's not say you didn't pick the fight. You're in a fight. You got knocked down. Okay, that's it. Fight's over with. Where where was the breakup there? Why did we just think it's okay for the man to continuously get beaten to death? Like that doesn't make sense to me. At a football game, right? That nobody in the stands got paid to participate in. Yeah. Sad, I don't man. get it with this 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 the current climax of a of, of the culture that we're in. And I really truly believe the climax uh, the, the culture that we have brewed ourselves causes these new situations like frustration at work. I really do because my father worked from home. He had no real outlets 
to let it out if he was frustrated he would get frustrated with the work like my dad worked with servers so if the server crashed and he couldn't figure out how to get the fucking thing back up you would hear him throw a book on the floor because he just he's lost it like i, I got this book this book ain't helping me like but he he ain't getting mad at someone or getting frustrated he's trying to figure out and fix the problem but here we are frustrated with the people we got to communicate with because of what and that's where we're back to well, maybe we just got to practice letting it go. I mean, our generation definitely suffers more so from mental health concerns. And this is definitely a mental health concern for a lot of people. It, because let's, let's face it, the, the sheer fact that not only have you and I have had this conversation over the past six, seven months about like, man, we just can't let this place get to us. We can't let, we can't get to let the work get to us. We can't let the people we communicate with get, get to us. And we continuously try to remind each other this. But there's other people out there that used to work for me that I used to say to them, like, why are you letting this get to you? And here I am doing the same exact thing at that moment and now. And in retrospect, looking at it, you're just like, at the end of the day, if I do my job to the full function of my ability and no one else around me is getting that done or outside factors of companies not getting certain things done or... A delivery wasn't made correctly uh, on time, so things couldn't get uh, processed in a retail store. Um, medicine wasn't delivered, what, whatever the reason was. Did you do your job correctly? Did you do everything in the fashions of your abilities based off of your job description? The answer is yes. Okay, well, I should just sign off for the day and call it a, call it a wrap. Um that, that I just that's the mindset I'm kind of going to man I, I'm doing everything in my ability and sometimes I also have to learn where that ability needs to stop because I may overstep but I will do everything in my power to make sure what I'm doing on my job is completed correctly mm -hmm. and it, and if the outside factors in our world the people that we have to work with on a day-to-day -day externally are causing hiccups for us then i weigh it now man i weigh it like okay you are continuing for for one of your examples you have a client that um haven't heard from for several months and all of a sudden has an issue well you haven't heard from me i got all this other stuff i got to do today you're back burner to at least tomorrow i have uh i have a client too that just sprung on me that they're going uh going live with their product next week Kind of like along the lines of I prioritize who prioritizes me. Right, right. And, and, and I, I did believe I did say today in one of our one of our chats that it's amazing that some of some of these clients that we work with can be considered big companies. And this <laughs> is how they roll out certain things. And yeah. and it's mind boggling how unorganized they are or a lack of communication that it makes me consider wonder like how how do they uh how do they stay in business? <laughs> like if this is something that you guys do internally are you externally making money at this point <laughs> I think it's just kind of one of those things where I you kind of see the value in yourself and you want to hold yourself to a higher standard you know and I've from my understanding you know men are kind of more into intellectual thinkers right we tend to be a little bit more of in control of our feelings and our thoughts and we're really practical speaking for yourself there buddy this <laughs> <laughs> is you you some of us majority of us but to a certain degree we are kind of wired to say it's a question is asked upon you, you would go along the lines of say, hmm, or it would be a small little pause period for you to think and put something together internally versus, you know, um, and, and this is why women complete us, but women are that emotional complex to us because sometimes, and I, I'm speaking for myself here, <laughs> depending on the situation, I can lack emotion. And unfortunately, kind of got really good at it to a certain degree. So that partnership comes into play for the lack 
of emotion and the logical complex to being able to look at a solution and try to figure out how to solve it or take it apart to piece it back together if necessary. So where I'm going with this is when we go to work or when it comes to like a professional life, you know, sometimes we can take that emotional either input or out of it, depending on, you know, what we put into it. Because I, it, certain, certain, certain careers, you're able to put your emotion into it, if that makes sense. Like, as a football player, I will want my linebacker to be passionate and also precise as well. Versus us, I feel like sometimes we can get in here and it's, 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 it's very remote. We know what to do. Mm-hmm. Logical. It's a thought process to it. And we're not really able to channel our emotions to what we do on a day in and day out. Because unfortunately for us, we don't play a contact sport. We can go ahead and lay out any uh, frustration that we have. So the frustration that we get is kind of like one of those things of how are we able to positively insert the emotion that we have, but we're not able to. So I feel like us specifically, we have to find another outlet to, to, to do something with it. And to your point, sometimes just kind of let it go. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to add some pieces to it. I believe I'm an analytic analytical thinker. I don't, it's not that I don't have emotions. I just shove them down. I, I just punch them down. I, uh, they're, they're, they're there. So when things come to me, the first thing my, my brain process is, okay, how am I going to fix this? Or, okay, this is a problem we got to resolve. And I, I've been told to express my emotions, right? Like tell, tell them how you feel. Well, apparently, uh, I'm also precise with a, like a knife with my words and I, I use my words to not only carry weight, but like daggers. Um, so I, I can disarm someone and make someone cry just based off of something I say to them. And I've taken pride in that in years now. Like I've, if I need, if I got to break someone, I am going to break someone. But the, the sheer fact that the emotions for me are hidden. So I let them build up and then I have a blowout, right? I've been trying to get better at that because what comes with that blowout is anger. And, and I don't want to express it. Like last year, I expressed my anger with the emotions I had to face and broke my damn hand. So I, I'm trying to stop that, right? Um, however, with me trying to be a little bit more wearing my emotions on my sleeves, my frustrations come with that. And what I've never learned was appropriately reading, uh, communicating my emotions. Like, I'm just going to be very factual. I'm going to be very honest. I don't care how that's going to make people feel. Why? Because that's just, well, I guess I am, but it's no excuse for it. It's just, it is what it is. But with, with the way we look at it as men, again, I think we take on more in this, in this climate, in the way this world is, than what others perceive, not just men. I'm talking about a workforce at this point, because Think about how right now um, there's an auto strike. It was reported that last year the GM, um, what was it? I think she's the CEO of GM, made $29 million. And her her reasoning behind it was, well, that's because I, I didn't make all that in just salary base. It was based off of how well the company did let's break that down a little bit in order for her to make her bonuses she would have to meet and exceed certain levels right the company has to show a profit margin how do you get a profit margin well you're you're selling a lot but you're also keeping wages to an extra a certain amount so this way the expenses are not too much right so expenses down wages are going to have to stay where they are they're not going we're not going to give people more money because then our our expenses go up right so we have an auto strike because people are asking for more money so they can put food on their tables because cost of living's up. I don't know what the gas price is for you, but thanks, Governor Kept, for giving us a break on the taxes on gas. It's three thirty nine here in the state right now. Oh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, he did that for up until October twelfth. Appreciate you, my man. Stay up, stay blessed. Um, on top of that, you have price of food going up. When we had our child a couple months ago. 
we were buying Parents' Choice formula from Walmart. It was $28, one of those big bottles, about this big, right? Like about this big, 33 ounces or something like that. It mm. just jumped to $35 about three weeks ago. Mm. So you would be able to walk out with like a $54 or $56 bill. Now you're up in the up in the, the 70s now with, with two bottles. So they last you about three and a half weeks at, at her age. So people are trying to make more money. And then you have people that are holding you down and you have to worry about putting food on the table. You have to worry about um, making sure you keep your job because let's face it, in this day and age, it's not just about your performance. You have to show your your um, value because if you don't show your value, if there's a round of layoffs, they might say, "Well, this person, we can we can replace them, right?" Yep. Um, for you have, to, you have to be in that median place too, where you're not just new, but you're also a veteran, but you're not too much a veteran that you're making too much money because you could be let go as well. Um, like there, there's so many factors that I don't think people realize that the stress of work is not just the job anymore. We, we are forced to perform and forced to care. Agreed. Because we have, it's dependent to our livelihood. It depends on our insurance. We have to worry about that. We have a job and making money. So if we get sick, we can go to the doctor and pay the doctor a lot of money, even though we have insurance. So I, I think we are forced to care at these middle-class jobs because that's the way the society has built it now. Kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Um, back in the late 90s, um, they had a layoff at U, uh, the United States Postal Service and all these mailmen went batshit crazy and started shooting up the places. Remember all this? I don't. So it was like mid-90s, I want to say that they had a layoff. I want to say a few of the postal workers went in and shop place and all that stuff. Um, going postal. I tip my hat. Thank you. Uh, but but on, that, on that front, they care. They 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 had a job. Yeah, they might have been union. They might have been making money, but they had consistency. They lost that consistency, and they, they didn't feel like they were valued. The first thing they did was pick up a goddamn gun. I'm not saying that's the direction everyone should go, but we are as a society. There, I think there's multiple factors of why we can't let things go. One, and this is this is where we're going to get to a lot of these points that I read. We have a problem now, and it's very visible. To admit when we're wrong. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I don't know why that's so hard for people to do. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sure you've done it. I have no, when I'm very frustrated, I get that way. Flat out. I, I, I know when I'm burnt out, frustrated, over the top, I can't take it anymore. I will not admit if I'm wrong in any scenario. That's just because i can't see it i'm so burnt right like I, I, all i see is just smoke at this point mm-hmm. Two, we are overworked as a society we are overworked and underpaid okay so question mm-hmm. so would you i know there's certain companies in europe that does the whole was it four-day work week mm-hmm. so do you think that would truly be beneficial for the u.s if we were to adapt that no, what I think what we we just came into is the most adaptable thing that we can do. 15 holidays, flexible PTO, and, and it's taken to, um, and, and there's no restrictions to it. Like if you need time, you take time. I think, I think that makes more sense for people. Here's the, here's the catch to it. Some companies tell you you got flexible time, but what they're doing is they're watching you. And if you take more than three weeks, you're probably going to get canned. I worked for a company like that that said to the managers, you guys have unlimited PTO. Okay, great, fantastic. First manager that went over uh, three weeks and days got written up for taking too much time. Mm. Then took another day because her child got sick and got fired. Oh. Yeah. So again, and they said that she just couldn't plan her time correctly. But if we have unlimited PTO, 
think she planned her very well correctly. That's not unlimited. Right. So I've always operated with the three-week rule. Always will, always, just because it will save me. But I do add to that over years of time with the company. So if I hit five years, it's now four and a half weeks. Um, or maybe five weeks, depending on, you know, what type of job you're working and how much money you make and all that stuff. Um, we, I have a friend who is in a job, a highly high paid job, um, is about to take a, his first five days off. He's been with the company three, three years. I don't think he's taken a full week without having to work. Oh, um, in, in those three years, this is going to be the first time he actually took five days off and does not plan to do anything for work. Jealous. Right. So, um, again, we, we are in a society where we're overworked, underpaid. And then we are in a society that says, well, you just got to do more. Show more, do more, and then you can get paid more. Again, you and I were in a situation where we were doing more, showing that we can do more, doing more, and weren't getting paid for it. For a hot minute. Yeah, you know, this one thing Joker ever said that made a lot of sense is if you're good at something, never do it for free. Right. And not Joker, Heath Ledger. Uh, Ledger. I'll just see Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. By the way, just a uh, quick side note I watched something on Reddit the other day. Um, apparently, that scene where he's doing this with the clicker to set off the, uh, the last hospital to blow up, mm -hmm. that was completely improvised. There was an actual pause in between the explosions to get the big one set up. So he improvised that whole part where, where he's trying to get the, the clicker to work. No kidding. Yeah. Fucking genius, man. Anyway. Uh, so we're, we're, we're underwork, uh, overworked, underpaid. We can't admit to that we're wrong. And when we try to express disappointment or something that we need to correct within a company and within the organizations that we work for, depending on the leadership, could be met with hostility open ears if it's open ears it usually comes with well what are what what are you going to do to help us get there mm -hmm. or just the write-off of yeah okay yeah, yeah i hear you we, we definitely need to do that um i'll bring it up and nothing comes from it or a total impasse where nothing is done at all like oh you acknowledge the problem and nothing still happens right but what they don't realize is what they're what people are doing is breeding uh, um, a working class of frustration and and people that don't know what to do for their next job. You can go job hunt. Is it going to be? Is the grass always greener on the other side? You don't know that yet. You don't know. You can continue to complain, and, and what's going to happen is the more you get frustrated, the more you get burnt out, the last, less that you show drive. People don't realize that. If you're listed as an exceptional worker on your reviews mm -hmm. and the following year you're down to successful or below, no one's questioning, hey, this person was uh, exceptional. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in that person's role. Why is he unhappy all of a sudden? Or why is she unhappy all of a sudden? What can we do to improve to make these performances better? I'm going to give you a little thing that I, I saw in a book once, and I, I'm not going to name the book because I don't remember the full name of the book, but it said that majority of leadership that is in place now are one of two things. One, a leader who, who was, a, was a worker that just ran out of ideas, so they just moved them into leadership so they can manage people. Two, it's a three-pointer, two people that bluff their way through but doesn't really care about people just want the money and they get they'll they'll use the workers to take credit for or three people that care and want people to succeed there's not enough of those people in this world it's not so it has to be one or two like if, if it's what 33.3 percent chance that you're going to get one of those so uh, on the flip, you have, what, 67% that's going to be the other two. Mm. So, again, here we are, right? How do we fix frustration at work? 
my wife gave me the best suggestion of all. Just let it go. But at, just, just go in, do your job the way that you would do it. And everything that's the exterior stuff that's going to affect you, make a decision around it. This person hasn't reached out to me in three to four weeks. They're, they're impending their own timelines. There's nothing I can do about it. I have a go live today with a client that actually completed the work correctly. And now they have a sense of urgency. Well, once I get this completed, I will worry about your sense of urgency. And prioritize that particular mm -hmm. team person. Start, a, start the day with a routine that makes you happy. I tried, and I'll be very honest about this. I tried and failed immediately that I was going to get up at 7.30 every morning, take the kiddos for a walk, come back, have breakfast, sign in at 9 o'clock. I can't get out of bed at 8 o'clock until 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that failed. But what I've done is I get up, I clean up the house, get the house all set up so it's nice and clean. So when I sign off for work, the house looks the way I want to see it. This way I can take the kiddos for a walk at night. I also have now come to a conclusion that the one thing I read in one of those articles is I have a pad here and a pen. I'm not a person that likes to write things down. I'm happy that technology has given me the ability to take notes on the computer. Mm -hmm. However, things that frustrate me throughout the day, what I've been doing is I write it down at the top and I write down why it's frustrating me. And what I'll probably do is write it down and I'll walk away from it because I can't clear, again, in that smoke, you can't clearly see through, right? So you just need a minute. And then yeah. I'll come back to it. I'm like, why is this frustrating? What's the key issue here? Instead of complaining about it, it's, it's the mood point at this point when you're so frustrated to complain about something, it's probably best just to find the root cause because what you can probably do later on after they realize, oh, he's not complaining, he must be happy again. But when you come up to, a, a, say, two months in and say, hey, listen, I've been noticing a trend of something that needs to be fixed. Either we need a new process or we need to have communication better through this method or something like that. They'll look at it and go, that's a good idea. Mm. But at the same time, what you're doing was burning off the frustration. You're burning off that cloud of smoke that's in your face that you can't see and just writing it down. Like, here, okay, this is why it's frustrating because he's, I got this person here that refuses to talk to me. When they do, they ask the most stupid questions that they, they every, I have to communicate multiple times the same thing over and over to them. And then I sit there and go, well, what the fuck can I do differently? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to get better unless I change something to make it better for myself. So, Again, I'm letting it go. I'm just trying to find a new way to get through that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to attach every email that I've sent to them with the same communication saying, follow these steps that you've seen in XYZ emails. Yeah. And if you still need assistance, we can schedule a call and go over it and I'll record the call and send it to you. If you can't get it after that, I've done everything I can do. I have made my decisions to help benefit you. You're making decisions not to either read the emails, follow my instructions. That's all I can do, right? And, and in the scope of our jobs, that would just cover all the bases, right? It would. So again, as much as the processes that were made for us prior to us ever conceiving this job help us, and we never realized it, but writing it down helps me realize that, okay, well, I enjoy what I do daily. I know I enjoy what I do daily. It's never the same thing. You and I both know that. We come in thinking it's going to be the same thing, but we never know what we're going to deal with on the day. Yeah, that's for certain. <laughs> so so it, it's nice. I feel like, you know that scene in The Matrix where he has a, a bowl of cereal or oatmeal or something and he sits down and he hits control delete, and the screen comes on? That's what I do pretty much every morning. I sit here with my three monitors with a bowl <laughs> of cereal going, huh. This is going to be interesting. Okay. Throw <laughs> alt delete. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I got to write down the frustrations because I can't let it, because what does it do more than frustrate you when you're working or are you carrying it after work as well? Oh, dude. No, no, no. It, it, it's, it'll be only the time period where I'm working 
Because I can tell you one thing, man, when and I feel like this is a good thing to keep in mind too for anyone who's working from home. When you off, be off. Yeah, hey, here's the proof. But if I didn't finish something today, it's just not gonna get touched until tomorrow. There's fifty of fifty percent of us that don't know how to do that. And I'm one of them where I will I will think about things throughout the night. I've now shut that off. Mm-hmm. Once I sign off, it's on to working stuff for the podcast or sitting down like we're watching um oh shit. What's that show with Samoa Joe and Anthony Mackey that we were talking about? Oh, uh, about full metal, full. That's not full metal. Full metal. Twisted metal. Twisted metal. Twisted metal. Yeah, we're, we're trying to watch through that. So I'm watching that. I got board game club shows to oh, watch. Yeah, by the way. I am on going on to episode four. I got to catch up. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Um, Kudos to Samoa Joe. If you guys don't know who that is, he plays um, the clown character in Twisted Metal, and he's a professional wrestler. He does not do the talking lines, but the way he mannerizes, knowing what Will Arnett's going to say, fucking phenomenal. Um, Anyway, I, I take myself completely out of it. Play video games, play some board games, read Another thing I was having a hard time with with this frustration was missing sleep. Now mm-hmm. what I do is between 9, 30, 10 o'clock, I go to bed and I bring my, my computer up and I'll read until about 10, 30. So it shuts my mind down. I'm not thinking about work. I'm thinking about what I just read. And if you guys don't realize this, I am solely reading comic books at this point. Um, exclusively as well, I forget one of the characters from Friends exclusively um because of the sheer fact that i find the stories to be a little bit more entertaining i can i like crime stuff and i can pretty much tell you what happens in the first three chapters of who killed who and what's in what order so when the first and put this to a test just don't I, I, it, I i've done it there was a book my wife bought me and i read the book i read the first three chapters i said to her I'm like okay without looking in the last chapter this is how it happened and i handed her the book and she read the last chapter and said okay i'll go return it so yeah um it's there's a just like certain scripts from movies you kind of can see certain things um but anyway but that that is my advice at this point and typically you're the person that gives advice you usually tell me to it's not that important just let it, it you keep me in check but today you have been frustrated to an extent and i feel for you brother i really do i really do i recommend getting yourself a pad get yourself a pen write it write down the frustration on the top what was it and then walk away go make some lunch grab something to drink call me to talk about sports whatever and then sit down and write down why this is frustrating you i'm gonna do that because you'll be surprised what you're going to do is show yourself to be more valuable when you start reading your causes. Now here, here's the twist of it. And I don't want everyone out there thinking if I can find root causes, maybe I'll make myself look more valuable to the company. You also need good leadership. That's going to listen to you. So (laughs) don't, don't come at us saying, Hey, your idea sucked. No, 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 no. If you, if you are finding things that you think need improvement and no one's listened to you, then I'm sorry. We've been down that road. I've been there with you where I've pro- proposed process improvements in almost every one of my job and people don't listen and things just continue to go by the wayside. I get it. It sucks. But at least you did your, the most that you could do. And that's the most important thing that you can take out of this. It's not just the frustration is, did you perform your job to the exceptional level that you can perform it at? And if you, if you did everything and you checked off all those boxes, at the end of the day, just sign off, man. Sign off. Go spend time with loved ones. Go play video games. Go read. Go play board games. Go outside and play sports. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. You can go out and play soccer with your friends. And you're not, you're going to want to, A, forget about it. Two, say, oh, man, I had a rough day at work. And the person you're telling is going to sit there and go, I really don't fucking care. Let's play this game. <laughs> so at the end of the day, we know society is fucking with us. And it's probably causing this the most. But at the end of the day, you can only worry about what's in the four walls of your own home. And if it starts affecting that, then I would probably recommend looking for something else. But if it's not, 
there's a bunch of articles you can read out there that might find a technique that works better for you. My technique is writing it down, yeah. writing it down, working it through to try to understand why it frustrates me so I can understand my emotions better. Um, but there is a slew of articles out there. Uh, if you just pretty much put it in, how do I let things go at work? You'll be surprised what you can find out there. And you can find some commonality in certain things and find a solution in certain things that might work better for you. But as a society, if we can get back to that point of saying at nine to five, I'm done at five, right? That would be great, right? Because nothing's going to affect us anymore. Makes sense, man. Because I, and I hate, uh, this is something I, I believe in thoroughly. And I'm going to give a quick backstory real quick. My father worked for Prudential for 25 years. They forced retired him when he got to a certain age. That man bled, sweat, tears for that company. And he got let go. Forced retired. Gave him a severance. Gave him his pension. Said bye. My father, who never cried, went home that night brokenhearted and cried himself to sleep. Because this man has always had a job for 25 years at the same company. Companies do not care for you they care for the work that you put out and once you're at a certain point it is what it is it's business they say that in sports sports have been preaching that to us for years it's just business well guess what business is business everywhere so just as much as you have to make an executive decision i will too yep it, it is what it is that's why you, it's very important for people to realize the decisions it's not a reaction it's a decision you need to make on how you reserve how you move on from what a decision was made to send to you this person asked you for this well i can't do that so this is what i'm going to do Plain and simple and at the end of the day if you did everything exceptional you did everything in the confines of your job description I recommend Police Simulator on PlayStation 5 if you just want a nice relaxing game where you can pretend to be a police officer for a few hours. That's what I'm playing right now. Um, Chase, I know I did a lot of talking on this one. I do apologize. I was just hoping a friend in need. But oh. I got one more thing I got to say. One more, and then I'll turn it over to you for the closing, closing comments. Something big is coming our way. Your boy Chase and Ryan here have something coming first week of January. A new show, new platforms. Be on the lookout. We will be plugging it every week going forward. We're just talking this right now. We'll give you little tidbits, little munchies, little moments over the next several weeks to let you know what's coming, how you can find us, new places you're going to see us on, new things we're going to be doing. <clears throat> can't give so much away streaming games <clears throat> um coming your way january 1 watch watch the countdown clock it's coming once i can figure out simple math there will be a countdown clock on each week on that note sir say goodbyes to everyone everybody take your days make sure you're intentional about the time you spend and the things that you do as always, stay powerful, stay precise, and be perseverant. Oh, can I try my new line real quick? Sure. Lenny Barnes, stay up, stay blessed.